Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Dumpster Diaries. As always, I'm your host, Justin Allen. And I am Moses Wartooth. And today's episode, we're going to try to keep it a little more comical. So I wanted to start off with a little bit of a hellfire shitstorm that's happening in some local politics. Always good to hear oh, yeah. what you got. Have you heard about uh, this man called Ryan uh, Weber? No. Well, he's like a city councilman. And uh, he, generic... Like, cis, white guy, <laughs> like, about as white as you can imagine, right? Straight up vanilla. Straight up. <laughs> has, uh, he's trolling the, the left, and he has now come out and identified as a trans woman of color. <laughs> and is demanding the same respect that they are demanding as well. I don't know. We do have a clip, ladies and gentlemen, and, like, I, this is pretty funny. They do a good job of explaining this. So let's check right. it out, man. as a Delaware County Councilman is coming out as a transgender, as transgender, and a woman of color. Delaware County Councilman Ryan <laughs> announced that he identified as an Indian American woman. Since that announcement, he's received some support, but a lot of backlash. <laughs> some support. Despicable, even calling for things like execution. <laughs> In a statement Webb gave to ITA, he says, quote, it is unfortunate that I cannot simply be given the same space and respect to explore my identity that so many of those targeting me demand for themselves. It's possible I may change my mind down the road. The process of identity exploration is complex, and oftentimes at the end of our personal journey, we end right back where we started. Webb goes on to tell IT that this is just his true authentic <laughs> I like how it just like he ends like his statement with essentially saying that like in the end of this, like I'm going to be a straight white man again. He's like, <laughs> just let me let me win and I'll go back to normal. I'm gonna be a but until then, let that poor man be a woman of color with a dick. <laughs> that's like the ultimate troll, though, right? Because that's like using, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking, I'm not really trashing the community by any means. But I mean, that's I'm talking about the extreme. I mean, if you want to talk about inclusivity. You better include that motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you can't deny that. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, fundamentally, that's his right. I mean, if they want equal rights, that's fucking equal. (laughs) They got to let that man, woman of color do what he wants to do, or she, or whatever the hell it wants to be for the time being. We actually talked about it before on the show where that's how you know you value a right. When is if you can, like, just accept it no matter what. Yeah, like, for example, like, most people seem today, like, they value freedom of speech only when it's speech that they agree with. Oh, yeah, yeah. But how you know you really value a right or a belief is if you support that, even for people you don't like. Or, or if about. you're just fucking mature enough to accept it and not bitch true, about it. <laughs> like, just crying like, about There's it. plenty of shit that I don't like, but I also don't give a fuck enough about it to complain, like, to anyone's face about it because it doesn't affect me. As long yeah. as it doesn't affect me, I don't care if people can do whatever the fuck they want to. I do like his post, though. Like, it was the most, like, politically correct. It really was. I mean, they can't hem that motherfucker up for (laughs) nothing. For all, I mean, he could go to court and be like, this is how I feel. And they could not do shit to that guy. But did you see or did you hear that woman? She said that people were talking about executing him. I know, man. Guaranteed that's the left. Sure, 100%, dude. Those guys, I mean, they're always, like, shitting on, like. I'll be like, how are you going to kill one of your own? That's terrible. (laughs) It's probably, like, those Antifa folks. Are those guys still around? Is that still a fucking thing? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're probably fucking around in some alleys or something, but 
Yeah, for a while there, man, they were like all over the news. Yeah, Antifa makes that. That reminds me of like the Obama days. Yeah, That's I guess where it started springing up. Honestly, probably. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like Antifa makes January sixth look like a trip to Disney World. Oh yeah, because I mean, they were spread out across like the entire country. Like it wasn't just like an isolated event, you know? So. Yeah, <laughs> but yet the January sixth people still incarcerated on total bullshit. Yeah. What do you mean, only... guys just can't hang out anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I you know there's a that was that was like such a wild thing like watching that because I watched it live on the news and I didn't believe it at first I was like what the fuck like because it's typically not like the right and I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories about like actors and that yeah like that dude with the fucking bullhorns and tattoos apparently, like apparently he was an actor right? yeah he was an actor because like I saw some I saw his goddamn Facebook page yeah that, like I, after the fact dug it up man and he was like like far like dip like far left yeah he was a far left motherfucker yeah but uh yeah there's all kinds of weird shit allegedly man like when it like security guards like feds were like telling people to go in yeah they let them in i mean who like do you think it's really that easy to get into the motherfucking white house if it is why isn't the president or yeah yeah like why isn't the president dead or like why isn't some leader already dead like if it was that goddamn easy yeah and judges like, could have been assassinated. Like I like how Alex Jones is out there with like a bullhorn. Like, don't believe him. <laughs> they want you to go in. Don't like he was. He was right. He was it. right. Like, don't fall for this fucking <clears throat> trap, dude. And then like, I mean, he got, he's got some crazy shit. I know he's got his issues. And like, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, he, he clearly like he crossed some lines with the Sandy Hook shit. Oh yeah, he's fucking <laughs> radical. But to be, I mean, like, I don't he's know. Not wrong. Like nine out of ten times, he's right. Yeah. And he's been like proven time and time again to have some truth into what he's saying you know that's why he has the right to just go on those crazy rants yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do my favorite rant from him of all time and ladies and gentlemen if you have not seen this you need to youtube the pierce morgan interview with alex jones (laughs) on gun rights i think i showed it yeah that shit is funny it is the funny like the funniest shit you could ever imagine seeing on live television right and it's apparently Piers Morgan and Alex Jones, like they hate each other. Okay. And so they had like one interview that went really bad. And apparently Piers Morgan got shit on because he was like talking over Alex Jones allegedly. And like people were just pissed off about the interview. Although so, it would be pretty hard to talk over Alex Jones. Oh yeah. When you watch this video I'm talking about. You're going to be like, no fucking way. For like 30 minutes straight, Alex Jones does not stop talking. And he starts throwing out conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. He's like screaming at Pier- like Pierce Morgan. Like, oh yeah. He's like telling him, you know, like about all these facts about like you know gun violence. And yeah, stuff. and and he's like able to rattle off actual statistics and shit. He like it's actually a, pretty entertaining. He came with a pamphlet like printouts. He did. You know, and then he but he's like he starts taunting like Pierce Morgan and stuff. Like at one point, remember when he. Well, at one point, he <laughs> literally was mocking his accent yeah. for like three or four minutes. He I think he ended the show accent. like he was still talking like him. But I like how he got so angry. He was like, because well, Pierce Morgan like wants gun control, right? Yeah. And, you know, if you're logical, you can see both sides of the argument, right? And uh, but Alex Jones is totally against that, like any form of gun control. And he was like, I don't want to say threatening Pierce Morgan, but he was saying, uh, if you try what your ancestors did, 1776, <laughs> yeah. and he's like red faced. Then he young. starts just yelling it at him. Like, <laughs> My favorite part is like, 
when they cut to commercials, like the cameras are panning out like they do on like major news, right? Yeah, yeah. And like he's still screaming and dancing. <laughs> like he doesn't stop until they just cut the camera off and go to like a commercial break or whatever. I don't know. Is he a genius or a madman? I don't know. Little of both. Yeah. It takes it takes both. Yeah, I mean they they, they uh the internet kind of clipped his nuts, didn't they? Yeah. I mean they took him off Facebook. I mean Everything, YouTube, all that shit. Man. I wonder if uh, Elon has reinstated his Twitter. No. No? No. Damn. Uh, if I remember right. He was like, he, he Trump's was, cool, Alex Jones too far. Mm. <laughs> it was one of those things. Uh, it was all. It came back to that Sandy Hook shit, if I remember right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, essentially, like, I can't remember exactly what Musk put out, but pretty much like he wasn't going to condone like hate speech or like violence or anything like that. And which is like. Alex Jones just goes way over the did top. Did you ever did you ever read into those conspiracies about Sandy Hook? I I saw some shit that was interesting. I mean, some of it was kind of like kind of made you wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, whoever you know, whether it's like propaganda or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, whoever, let's just say, let's say it all was like propaganda, right? But well, like say Sandy Hook actually like happened, it did happen. Real, okay, okay. Yeah. And then all these conspiracy theories, and then the movie they made a movie about mm. it. Let's just say those are all bullshit. The production quality of that shit was at a professional level. It was, you know, for sure. I mean, it looked legit as fuck. Yeah, and they made some very compelling points. It's just, are they actually valid? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But that's what makes conspiracy theories so much fun. Is like, like they're so believable, even when you know they're bullshit. Yeah, like it's just like, oh fuck. But there are a few that are like pretty. That, they'll, they'll make you stop and think, right? I mean, a lot of the government shit is yeah. like kind of like it could be. I don't know. I think a lot of that could be true. But would, I'm also a firm believer there's no smoke without a fire. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be something, which <laughs> there there definitely is. I don't know. The biggest thing that gets me is like, you know, the DoD like has never like the Pentagon essentially has never passed a private audit. Oh yeah, yeah. And they've had what like two or three of them. But like, they, no, they've had more than that. Well, their first one, I think, it was their first one. They had, it was like 2001, right? And they couldn't account for like over $2 trillion. <laughs> like they, they were like, like uh, we don't know slipped out of our hands. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, that's the well, goddamn Middle East money. They said that, and then the next day, 9-11 happened. So <laughs> <laughs> They were like, oh shit, we need a distraction. Yeah, yeah dude. I don't, I don't want to get too far. I know we've been saying this for several episodes, folks, but like we, we have a good good episode it's over, coming over conspiracy theories entirely it's an entire episode over it. you guys just fucking wait yeah we normally don't have like any scripts or anything like we'll have like a talking point or two or something we jot down but like we, we really don't script our show at all like it's literally all off the top of our head but this one we're gonna do a little script we're gonna do a little planning do a little research get our facts straight get the facts straight <laughs> <laughs> i have the documents in my hand yeah, yeah. The government is swarming the building i wish i could talk to you know <laughs> You gotta watch that clip. He's like freaking out. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I would you go on a show? Absolutely. I one hundred percent, dude. I would. I mean, some. I would just like to listen to the motherfucker yell too. Like, <laughs> I'd be cool with that. I would intentionally say shit to piss him off. Be like, so, uh, you know, I have some guns, and I, I turned, I turned them all in. I did the yeah. right thing. Like <laughs> nobody should be allowed to have guns, and then just watch him like just freak just melt down. Even though like we own guns, yeah. <laughs> like just like here you go. <laughs> I want to know if he's really like that in person. Oh, or if he's just like an actor. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, you know, like even like podcasters, comedians, like they all use stage names and there's like personas. Yeah. And all yeah. Sort of stuff and they indulge to make things a little more humorous or interesting. But like, 
I really want to know if he's like that in person. I, I hope he is. I would like I to think, think that he is. I feel like he is. Like he's he's at the grocery store and just starts flipping his shit because some old woman took the last thing of bananas. <laughs> he's like, 1776, the South will rise again, you goddamn bitch. <laughs> God damn it, I've had it with this shit. Yeah. I gotta work on this. He just starts squeezing, yeah. he starts punching her bananas and shit. He's like, if I can't have them, nobody can. Did you see when, uh, I think it was when the BLM uh, riots or protests, depends on who you ask, <laughs> like started. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when uh, he took like his armored like vehicle out, like, oh, was, like, yeah, driving yeah. through the streets and he was like <laughs> chanting through like, he had like a PA system in it, right? Yeah. And he was just like, talking about like we're with you and stuff and they just started attacking his car like, kind of flipping <laughs> over and shit he was like i'm one of you and then they were just like fucking his shit up dude <laughs> like what if he like pulled out an m60 and was like <laughs> <laughs> like i said i was with you <laughs> oh man yeah his um his coverage of 9-11 went deep dude but what I, what, I, what i really do like about alex jones man and uh i don't know if you know this but he was the one who exposed the bohemian grove Oh, really? You heard about that shit? No. Yeah, we need to get up all this stuff. We need to save this shit for the next episode. But, but uh, yeah, so the Bohemian Grove is a private club in California. Mm-hmm. And it's been around for like 100 years. Man. Like Mark Twain was in it. Let me put it in perspective. That son of a bitch. Yeah. And it's just a place uh, like only men can go. And it has to be like affluent men. Um, it cannot be a sitting president. It can be a future or former president. But it cannot. You just be can't senior. currently be in office. Yeah, but you can be like a senator and stuff and go. You just can't be a president. I don't know why that's a fucking thing. Don't ask me. Whatever. But um, <clears throat> dude, it's like the most like cultish, satanic, freakiest shit you've ever seen in your life, man. And there was like all these speculations of if it was real or not. And uh, didn't like George Bush hint to it being real before? Yeah, like so all these guys were yeah and shit like their fathers <laughs> and stuff. And I mean, you got to pay. I mean, it's expensive. I think like membership is like I think it's like twenty five thousand a year or something. And like the only way you can get in like to their meetings is if obviously you have to be a member or you have to be invited by a member. Kind of like the Masons. <laughs> yeah, similar. But these guys, they got some creepy shit. And Alex Jones snuck into the camp and caught it on camera. <laughs> and now it's a grainy. <laughs> Film footage, because I think it's from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. He was using a Razor flip phone. <laughs> yeah, I those. Yeah. Dude, I actually like those. They things. were cool, yeah. yeah. Sturdy as fuck, too, man. But uh, <laughs> he gets in there, and he's filming. And, dude, it's all these, like, just most powerful people in the world. Like, CEOs of, like, Fortune 500 companies. Like, politicians. You name it, dude. And they're wearing, like, cloaks. And they're doing, like, these fucking ritualistic chants and stuff. And they're, they're surrounding. It's called Moloch. It's an owl god. And then they literally like have torches and they sacrifice an effigy that like represents like a child's body and they burn it in front of this owl god or whatever. And no one ever talks about it. But there is a funny person who did go, well, not a funny person, but <laughs> his response was fucking hilarious. Uh, Richard Nixon. <laughs> Richard Nixon went. And you have to look this up, man. But his quote on that is hilarious, dude. Like, I think he actually said this is, that was the most goddamn faggiest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Because <laughs> Alex Jones says that they make him like do like gay shit and stuff. Like it's like blackmail and stuff. Yeah. So they're fucking fisting each other's assholes and stuff. Yeah, like apparently um, one year Mark Twain like pulled down his pants and like fingered his asshole on the stage. <laughs> Dude, they're definitely diddling kids in there. 
I don't know, man. I, I I just think it's a bunch of like just really super rich, kind of like we were talking about the other day. I mean, like super, people who are like mega rich and like powerful are like, fucking weirdos. Fucking weird, man. Like you just like dude, they're just into depraved shit because they're rich and they've seen it all because they can do it all. So they just sit there and think of like what's the most disgusting shit we can do that's crazy and no one else can do. <laughs> so they fucking. Oh, they have like a brick wall and they'll get newborn babies and get them by the back legs and hurl them into the wall as hard as possible. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's in it too. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? If I got invited, I'd go. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to see what the fuck this is all about. Be like, I ain't doing any gay shit, but I'll toss a baby. I'm not down that gay shit, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll catch that shit on fire. Like, let's do this. <laughs> You're like, what's this fucking owl doing around here? <laughs> That could be a funny movie if someone uh, snuck in there and like actually like, participated in everything. But apparently, Alex Jones was just like walking around, and everybody was like, they like recognized him and shit. They just thought he was actually supposed yeah, to be he there. Invited. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man. <laughs> Speaking of like CEOs and stuff like that, man. Uh, I know we were talking about the Bud Light CEO and everything, but Bud Light, man, they're still Anheuser Busch in general, but they're they're still under some shit right now, man. From other shit besides the gay can? Uh, it's still just it's the, the dilemma of any shit, dude. So I was reading, they have lost so much money that they now, they just announced that they're laying off 350 uh, corporate employees. Oh, shit. So they're, they're downsizing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, how fucking livid would you be? One can to rule them all. like... <laughs> 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 like one can bind them or whatever <laughs> not in this case yeah <laughs> so, yeah yeah dude i guess uh i guess they're cutting back dude and um but i was thinking like how pissed like i would be if some like rogue ass executive was just allegedly some rogue ass executive was like oh we're gonna go do this i'm not gonna get any approval and no one above me is gonna know about it don't know how um then they do that and then like fast forward a couple months later and you just lost your fucking like career yeah like fuck that, dude. You were like two weeks off from retirement. Yeah. <laughs> you get no pension. You don't get shit. They just get. They send you a bunch of Bud Light. <laughs> with, they send you a bunch of the cans with it, with like with just, the deal on it. Dude, I bet there's a. I wish I, I wish I had more of them, man. But I, I bet if you get, if you get your hands on like if you could get your hands. Oh, to sell it. Yeah, I bet it, I bet it's worth a lot of money right there. Probably so. What do you think? At least dude, a couple hundred. Dude, right? you could sell it to a right-wing extremist just to have them smash it live. They would pay big money for that because they really? they would get popular shit by doing it. Fuck, we need to get out of the Even, Dude, if, if, we, if we had that can here and we smashed it, we'd get some deals. We need to get out of the podcast business and start putting shit. We need to start trying to hunt down that fucking can. <laughs> I wish they made more, dude. <laughs> like, but I mean, like you know, like we talked about, like they made it for like multiple people, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, Post Malone was like a big one. Have you seen Post Malone lately? I mean, I don't listen to his shit, but yeah, I'm not a big fan either. Although he has a couple of catchy songs, but I'm not a huge fan of it, of him. Um, but dude, that guy is not looking good, man. I think he's lo- he's lost a bunch of weight. Oh, has he? It might, maybe yeah. my videos were a little old, but like for a while, like the ones I saw, he was like super like bloated and fat, and like you could tell he was like fucked up on a. Bunch oh of yeah, shit. he's he's better now supposedly. Oh, really? I just I keep in good. I keep tabs on the dude because he's big into like trading card shit. Oh, really? So, yeah, he drops like a ton of money on fucking Magic the Gathering and Pokemon and all that kind of shit. So he's a he's a fan of that stuff. So oh, that's cool, man. I guess you never really know. You never really know somebody, right? Yeah. But uh, I remember like I saw some video. Got, oh, you know I have a weak stomach, man. This shit's going to make me gag. Yeah, I, <laughs> if anybody listening 
get sick of the sound of someone gagging, I would highly recommend that you fast forward the next. <laughs> this is Justin Allen. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when you were a kid, you hear that shit? You knew shit about to go down. Oh, dude. yeah. I'd run, run to the TV. Like, something cool is going to be on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I saw a video. Oh, God, I don't know if I can tell this, man. I got <laughs> Have you heard of the concept shoeing? No. Shoeing? Yeah. Oh, where you drink out of the shoe? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 So I guess uh, I saw a video where <laughs> he, uh, he took a shoe. He was heavy on the shoe. <laughs> Dude, I can't do it. Don't puke on me. <laughs> he took a shoe from a. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is genuine gagging. <laughs> he took a shoe from a random. Just don't talk about the human centipede on top of this. I'll definitely throw up. He took a shoe from a random audience member, like a dude, and poured a Bud Light into it and then, like, drank that shit on stage. That is disgusting. You're like, you feel like a man now? <laughs> but Bud Light sponsored him and then gave him, a, gave him a fucking personalized can after that. So. He was committed to the cause. I'm going to go ahead and say you wouldn't drink out of another person's shoe for a Bud Light can. No. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I mean, it gets us. That's a can. It's probably a lot of money that comes to that, too. You know what I mean? Better be. Yeah. I'd do it like out of a clean shoe or something. You know what I mean? Like a brand new one. I'm something. talking about a goddamn 360-pound dude that has sat. No, he's been standing in line for six hours for your show. He's just been pounding beers, broccoli, and fucking garlic cloves because that's just what he likes. And that's his old pair of shoes because he didn't want to scuff up his good ones. Yeah. These are his fucking <laughs> – he had these since 11th grade. They've had piss and shit on them. Puked. He worked at a pig farm. There's no way. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But like, uh, you know that comedian, Bert Kreishner? Yeah. Uh, he started doing that. I guess like him and, I think like him and Post Malone are like pretty cool or whatever. So he started doing it or whatever. Or someone was like, or like people in the crowd like been trying to get him to do it or uh -huh. whatever. And so he did it. And then he got like some severe like throat infection. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I was I was I was down to do it until I heard that. I'm not yeah. taking I'm not taking that chance. You don't think about that shit. Until no. You're like, oh, whoa, 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 hold on. You get like a serious like infection. I was like, you never think about you never think it's bad to go swimming in the Amazon until a little fucking bacteria swims up your piss hole. <laughs> They'll fucking get you. Hey man, uh, don't swim in nasty water. When I was down there, they did tell us that they you can't like, do that shit they were anymore. Like, if you swim in the Amazon, like in the river, they're like, you need to have meshed. Swim shorts. Yeah, because it'll those fucking things will swim up your goddamn there urethra. Is a fish, I think it's attracted to the ammonia or whatever, mm -hmm. and it will swim up your dick, and then it has barbs it shoots out at 45 degree angles and you can't pull it out. The only way they can get to it is that they have to like literally cut open your bladder and go in and pull it out. Like Jesus. Yeah. Uh -huh. And the whole time it's in there, it's fucking growing, getting bigger. <sighs> Dude, I, you want to talk about an excruciating pain? Like, put a bullet in my... Yeah, you'd have to like... I'd be like, put me down, motherfucker. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't live like this shit. No. Dude. <laughs> dude, there was all kinds of weird shit down there, man. That was just like fucking fuck you up. Kill you, man. Like that whole place is designed to kill you. I think the <laughs> rainforest and fucking Australia are probably like the most dangerous places. Yeah. Yeah. You ever been to Australia? No. Man, either about I want I want to go. I really do too. I'm not I don't want to take that goddamn twenty three hour flight or whatever yeah, it is. From like LAX, yeah. My dad did that shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Lap for Christmas. Did he just go by himself or some shit? Or nah, he met some woman down there, but... Uh, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will never get on this fucking plane. Oh, whoa. He's <laughs> like, whoa, we're gonna, we're gonna fuck later? Yeah. Sign me up. Guaranteed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh... Yeah, there's just tons of shit that could 
kill you down there. Like, ah, like I think I think Australia is probably worse than like the rainforest. Though. But like I don't know, the rainforest has like jaguars and shit. Like, that. yeah, the I mean, the rainforest has poisonous shit too. But Australia has like some of the most deadliest fucking like poison wise. Yeah. They got those fucking I don't, the snakes. They have big ass fucking spiders and shit. I had a monkey steal my shit once. When I was there. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So, uh, like I, one of them little monkeys. Uh, it was. Like, I think it was a spider monkey, like all. Black oh, okay, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't know they could use those types of monkeys could use their tail, like like a hand or a foot. Oh, like so they has, have like five usable appendages. Basically, yeah. My shit. And so, like, because um, like our last day there. We stayed at like a resort to like recruit or whatever. Cause like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was like hiking in the jungle. Like, I mean, we flew into Manaus, Brazil. We took a 24 hour boat ride like down the Amazon, like super remote. Into the shit. Yeah. Cause we were doing like humanitarian work and stuff. And, um, <clears throat> you so, have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. I mean, I removed lead paint from like these houses, like shacks or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't preach about the Lord or anything. You know? I didn't feel like they were ready to hear that. You're like, are you going to build me a motherfucking house or not? Like, <laughs> I can't even read this goddamn book you gave me. It's in the wrong language. So You guys got a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> I got this fucking tooth that's been giving me shit. <laughs> we stayed at this resort like the last day or whatever. And uh, to kind of like recruit or whatever. And they had like a, they had a swimming pool. And I remember like swimming. And, you know, I just had board shorts on, flip flops and a t-shirt. So I'd take off the t-shirt, ditch the flip flops, jump in, right? Having a good time. And... This fucking monkey crawls out of this tree. And I'm like, oh, what a cool monkey. Like, no, no, they're assholes. They're totally assholes. So this thing like starts like scoping out like a, almost like a predator, like looking for shit. Like, if, I, I don't know if he thought I had food or something or whatever. But he starts coming up to my clothes and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. So I start trying to get out of the water, out of the pool. And he sees me making a beeline for him. snatches. So he fucking snatches the shirt with his tail. And then he just takes off fucking running. And I'm like literally running like through this like resort, like chasing this fucking spider monkey or whatever the hell it is. And he's like up in a tree, like gets up there with my shirt. And he's like shaking my shirt and he's like taunting me with it. Like flipping you off and shit. Like <laughs> you flip me off. You might as well. I mean, like, you know, this is more one way to read body language. Yeah, yeah man. That's uh, Brazil's a cool little place, man. But I mean, it's uh, it is got some slums, dude. Like in the city and stuff. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty rough in some areas, so. Although I hear Rio de Janeiro has like super nice places or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it's like now. I don't know if there's like crazy crime. And stuff I would, like I would think so. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of sketchy when we went up there too. I mean, most, well, it's hell. It's the same for like, I was going to say most big cities in other countries, but hell it's most big cities everywhere. Like there's crime. Yeah. Like it's no like fucking when I went to Greece, like Athens, they were like, watch your fucking pockets. Like, okay, I got to do the same shit in Houston. It's the same. Like, Sure. Actually, yeah. Houston is way more fucking dangerous than goddamn Athens. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can see that for sure, man. You said the food in Greece was like fucking amazing, right? Oh yeah, Greece it, food's fucking good. Is it just all super healthy? That yeah, for the like majority of it. I mean, there'd be like occasional sauces on shit that wasn't good, of course, but like yeah. it was like fucking lots of lamb, yeah, a lot of beef, lot of yeah. It's good. You can't find it around here though. No, I've gone to every butcher shop, looked for it. Like, there's no restaurants that serve it. And it like does not freaking exist around here, man. We live by the cow. <laughs> we live by the cow. We die by the cow. <laughs> that heart disease coming up bites you in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, dude. Uh, so I thought about um, kind of pivots into the story, man. I, I thought about um, 
It's a funny story. One time I killed my brother. Oh, well, oh, one time I killed my brother. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you have another one? You have a replacement in the tank? <laughs> I, uh, I almost killed my brother when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. So um, I remember my parents, they had got us a go-kart for one Christmas, right? Awesome gift. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was fun. Like, we got it. I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Like, you know, um, but anyway, uh, I think like the second Jurassic Park had just come out, like the original one. So I'm like driving out in these fields and shit, like thinking I'm like in Jurassic Park, you know? Hunting fucking dinosaurs. Because it had like headlights and shit on the side <laughs> and stuff. I could turn them on. Like, But uh, anyway, so uh, I decided, I started getting like mechanically like curious, like at a young age, right? Like I was just like always tinkering with shit or whatever. Mm. And um, so I found the governor on this engine and then I realized that I could like tighten it. Like adjust it yeah. to essentially where it would go faster. Well, I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. So I like tightened this down as like far as it could go. Just pulled the bitch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like when it was sold to like my mom was like really big on like making sure it was safe or whatever. Yeah. And when it was sold to her, I think they I think they assured her that it would not go over like 15 miles an hour. <laughs> she was like, I want to, I don't want my babies to be in any danger. Oh, yeah. So my brother, who at the time, I mean, he was maybe 10 years old. Maybe. He gets in the driver's seat. I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to start it up. Like, <laughs> basically, he was a fucking test pilot. <laughs> like, I wouldn't get in that shit. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, hell yeah, he's ready or whatever. And I crank this thing. I pull it or whatever. Because basically, it's just a lawnmower engine, right? Yeah. And I pull it. And then literally, the front wheels come up off the ground. Because there's so much. It was like Fast and the Furious, like the original one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. And then my brother, because he was, he was like a little shit, like literally flips me off as he's like driving away or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, and then I'm kind of like hanging around the house and um, he's just driving around. He's hauling ass. I mean, this thing is probably going, I'm not, I mean, I'm not making fuck with it. It's like double, possibly even more like what it was like guaranteed to go. I mean, it was probably getting up to like 40 miles an hour. And going that fast, that low to the ground, like that shit feels fast. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> you felt like a fucking Formula One racer, yeah. dude. And uh, so anyway, like I, I think I went to the house and I got something to drink or whatnot. And then like my mom had a friend over and they were sitting on like the back patio. And he, my brother is just freaking the fuck out because he, he can't turn it off. Like, he won't <laughs> shut off, all right? There's a kill switch on the engine, but he's just young. He's scared. He didn't know what the hell to do. And uh, so he's just driving in circles around the house. And he's just, like, screaming. And uh, my mom's friend is like, hey, like, isn't that going, like, a little fast or whatever? And my mom's like, oh, shit. And then I came out. I saw it or whatever. And by the time I see my brother, he comes around the corner of the house he has no hands on the steering wheel. <laughs> Both his feet are in the air. And the look of fear on his face was cartoonish. Like he is like crying, screaming. He's like, help me. Help me. Like he can't turn it off or whatever. And so anyway, um, they're just like, oh, they're like, and they're like trying, like my mom and her friend, I don't know what like what the hell they were thinking. Like they were like trying to like jump in front of the go-kart. Like, I don't know, trying to like stop. Yeah, like he stuff. obviously doesn't know how to stop. You're gonna get smashed. Like <laughs> And so our brother's driving around and like the only thing he can do to like stop is he wrecks. There was like this old house, like an abandoned house, like near our property. <laughs> he just wrecks into the side of this fucking house, dude. And like the go-kart like tips over. He crawls. It's like, it looks like it's a crash scene. Like the engine's burning up in it. Like there's like white smoke and oil burning. <laughs> so it's flipped over and still running at full speed. <laughs> our brother's crawling out and he's just like crying his ass off, dude. And so like I run over, like my mom or her friend, I run over there like and shit. And then she like just starts babying him like 100%. And she's like scared, like visibly scared. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. So she's like screaming at me, and she's like, "Don't you come near him!" Like all this other shit. I mean, I figured out who the favorite was real quick there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. It's a funny story. I almost uh, almost killed that dude. Should have walked over to him and be like, "You know, flip me off again, you little bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I asked him later because I walked over and I, I hit the kill switch. Like I was just like calm. I was like, whatever. Like problem solved. I, I think it was a big deal. <laughs> there was like a lot of damage to the house or anything. And, I mean, no one lived there. Like it was an abandoned property. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, dude, it's it's still pretty funny, man. It's still pretty funny. He's always been a little shit, though. You know? Shit, dude. Now it's time for a quick message from our sponsors. Are you searching for natural plant-based solutions to enhance your well-being? Well, look no further than Premium Kratom Powder from M&W Labs. Introducing our Premium Kratom products crafted with care and expertise. Life can be demanding, and we understand the need for reliable support to face the challenges ahead. M&W Labs Kratom offers you the perfect blend of tradition and modern science, bringing you the power of Kratom in every leaf. Unlock the potential of Kratom with M&W Labs' diverse range of strains. Whether you're seeking a natural energy boost, calm and relaxation, or relief from everyday discomfort, we have the perfect solution for you. Are you ready to experience the power of nature's gift? Visit our website at mnwlabs.com to place your order today. Our friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is standing by to assist you. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I, I was just like thinking of like funny stories like coming over here. Um, shit, like another one. Did I ever tell you about uh, the guy who worked for me when I was in the military? Airman Ibad? Oh, I don't remember this one. Uh, so his name is basically spelled Ibad, but with two A's. So he was like getting in. Like, I bad. Yeah, <laughs> he was getting in a lot of trouble. So like I'd walk by because I was a staff sergeant at the time, right? He was like brand new. Um, so he worked for me for a while um until he got kicked out <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> spoiler alert yeah, yeah, yeah this is this this is a long story like this might actually take up the rest of <laughs> our time on this episode but it's well worth it so uh but I, I used to walk by and i'd be like who bad and he'd just like hold his head down and be like i bad <laughs> like, i just do it all the time like every time he got in trouble or whatever but he, he liked me because i was cool with him you know i mean i didn't didn't treat him like shit or anything, you know, because, you know, the guys in the military start shitting on you when you get in trouble and stuff. Yeah, everyone fucking hates you. But this guy, man, he was a, he was a jack dude, man. And, uh, not, not that this part really has anything to do with the story, but it's just to paint a visual picture. So he was second generation American. His parents were Pakistani and they immigrated here, right? They opened businesses. They were very successful. His, he had an older brother that was an architect. He had a, uh, a sister, uh, oh, she was older too, a sister that was a doctor, to put this in perspective. <clears throat> so he joins the military, decides he's going to be special forces, <laughs> right? And then he joins, uh, he ends up landing in TACP or whatever, mm. Tactical Air Control Party, basically guys who call in like airstrikes and stuff like that, right? And uh, washes out. Now this dude, he's a yoked fucking, I mean, he literally has like the body of like, a Greek god. Like, I mean, it's like eight pack abs. Yeah. It's insane. Like, yeah. And I've never actually seen something like that in person before. But he just didn't have the attitude. Like, he just, he always just ate. He was like arrogant or like. Very, very uh, arrogant. Like, just thought that he was the best in the world. Like, I'm like, no, dude. No. You have to be <laughs> humble to some degree to do yeah. things like that. So, anyway, he washes out, man. He gets thrown in like an art career field and then he ends up in Shreveport where I'm like working or whatever at the time. And uh, <clears throat> like, instantly, the trouble starts, right? <laughs> and he, where do I even start, man? Um, so he had like a lot of financial issues because he would just like 
party all the time and he would just like blow money. So he was an idiot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was typical, he was, typical kid. Yeah, he was, he was a walking moron. Yeah, I think he was like twenty-two years old. Okay. So to kind of put that in perspective, um, but uh, anyway, he is like broke as shit. But he did the typical young guy thing when he got in the military, and he got like a fucking brand new car. New car, super high interest super rate. Super high interest rate. Yeah. So he bought like a red Camaro. Okay. <laughs> and he got a huge mustache decal on the front. The reason why I tell you this is because this plays a significant role in this story later on, because it is a very unique vehicle and there is no denying. A mustache? A mustache, yeah. Was he gay? No, no, he wasn't. Like, giving out mustache rides? Like, why would, no, why, but why, would, why would a dude put a mustache on their vehicle? I just think he thought it was funny, man. You know, that he was just that kind of guy, man, that would just, like, do, like, crazy shit, like, to stand out, you know? Did you wear a fedora? No, but he wore a lot of like tight V-necks and like skinny <laughs> jeans that were cut up and stuff like that. Okay, so he, of, he was he was one step one one trip to Old Navy short of yeah, a lot a of fake gold jewelry and hair gel. Okay, yeah, you ever seen the Jersey Shore? Oh yeah, yeah. There so you he, go. he was like Guido, basically. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> so anyway, well, all right. So remember that Camaro, right? And so anyway, at this time, like I have I. Don't, I'm not making a lot of money in the military, so I get a part-time job. I'm working at a nightclub, right? I'm just, I'm not doing anything fancy. I'm checking IDs, walking floor, whatever. Pretty yeah. basic shit, right? But I become friends with like a lo- lot of locals in the community by working there, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Staff, regulars, all this other shit, right? Now, put it in perspective, I work at like the, at the time, the largest nightclub in that region. So anyway, um, you know, and of course, like there's a bunch of girls that work there, right? And they're typically like pretty good looking girls, right? That's how they got the job. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of guys that I worked with, because I worked in a shop that had like 70 people in it. A lot of young dudes, a lot of good looking young guys, right? So they knew that I worked there and they would come in and they would be like, hey, like what's going on? And then occasionally they'd be like, hey, can you like introduce me to her or whatever? Yeah. And, and I, I, would, I would do that. It'd be nice. Be like, hey, like my friend like thinks you're cute or whatever. Or like I would give my friend's head up. Like, hey, man, like she kind of likes you, man. Like you should probably pursue that. So one guy ended up hooking up with a shot girl and all the guys just thought she was like the most beautiful girl in the world. Right. And they were like, Oh my God, like this is so crazy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Airman Abad was always like, can you do this for me? Like, can you help me? Hook I'm, me like, up, man. I'm like, nah, nah, just cause the type of person he was, you know? And that was like, like if you would have introduced him to one of your friends that were a female, they would have fucking hated you for it. Like that. <laughs> yeah, they would associated me as being like super creepy. Or yeah, like, yeah. You know, like what's up with this guy or whatever. So, um, so anyway, like, Aaron Abad, like he keeps coming in there and stuff, and he keeps doing this. I, I don't want to use his first name. I, I can't. Use yeah, his first yeah. Name. But um, and he keeps coming in like all the time or whatever. Well, one day he comes in. I see him have a few drinks, like literally two drinks, and he's there for like a couple hours, and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. Well. The bars in Shreveport close at like six in the fucking morning, right? He's coming through the gate like six a.m. on a Sunday, <laughs> right? <laughs> the cops know the exactly. start of a fucking <laughs> stupid ass decision. So they instantly are like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a breathalyzer," and he flipped shit. He was like, "I'm not doing it," and they were like, "Sir, like you, you have to." And he was like, "Is it?" Be-? And he literally accused them. I, I saw the transcript. He accused them. Like, this is completely unprovoked, but he accused them of, like, basically having been, like, Islamic phobia or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was like, is it because I'm a Muslim? 
And like, dude, like the cops like response was like perfect. He was like, sir, I would not have known your religion unless you had divulged that information. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I didn't know this, but they took him because he wouldn't give him breathalyzer. Took him to the hospital, drew his blood or whatever. But it was going to take six weeks to get those results back. Holy shit. Yeah. And so until then, he had treated him like he's innocent. Stuff, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like that no one could punish him, but he was walking around with this shit eating grin all the time. And I even tried to give him a heads up. I was like, hey, man, like act cool. Like you do know these results are going to come back, right? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like you didn't get off. Like, yeah. This is some OJ shit. The glove don't fit. This is a goddamn quit. delayed response time. <laughs> like you're going to get fucked. And so anyway, he um he's walking around and, you know, he's like, whatever, like shit eating grin or whatnot. But what I didn't realize, so regardless of his criminal conviction. They said there was like a regulation that if you denied a breathalyzer for any reason whatsoever on that base, you immediately had your license suspended for one year. Oh, fuck. So he couldn't drive for a year. Right. Anyway, so he's still waiting on the results. Can't fucking drive. People haven't given, you know, rides to and from work or whatever. And um, anyway, he (laughs) his results, whatever reason, they just disappeared. What? Like the hospital like dropped the ball. Like they lost that they shit. They lost his shit, dude. So <laughs> so he got out of like a fucking DUI basically. God damn. Because like some like 20-year-old punk at the hospital on base like couldn't fucking process shit correctly or whatever. And I told I, t- I told him about it. I was like, dude, like you are one very very lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I was like, just be cool. And I told him I was like, put him for another base, man, try to get out of here, like, you know what I mean? Start over. Start fresh. No, 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 sir. Airman Abad could not take a piece of advice that was beneath him, right? He just loved the area. He just loved the area. So anyway, he decides he's going to just start driving. <laughs> Fuck it, right? And dude, we would come into work in the mornings and there'd be like a, because we worked like a restricted area. So like even though my shop only had like 70-ish people or whatever in it, like the entire area had like 400 or some yeah. shit, right? And uh, so we'd all have to use this massive parking lot. So this dude would like literally park like where the commander and all the higher ups and shit, he would park his fucking car right and next to it. The red mustache. The, the, well, the red Camaro with a black mustache decal <laughs> across the entire front fender, dude. I mean, it stretched from tip to tip. And then he would just be at work and they would like call him out, like, did you drive? And he'd be like, no. And they'd be like, well, how the fuck did your car get here? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so anyway, he gets caught driving multiple times. Like yeah. this shit keeps going on. And I didn't know this. I do now. There was a regulation that said, after the first year of like having your shit suspended, right, for refusing a breathalyzer, you then, if you get caught driving, it's another year tacked on. <laughs> Dude, he got caught four more times. So is it a singular year or does it double? <laughs> no, he couldn't drive on that base for five years. <laughs> Dude, he only had like three and a half years left in the, in the, in the military. <laughs> so I was like, dude, like, I remember like talking to these guys. I was like, like, is there something else we can do? Like, this this doesn't make... Be like, get this motherfucker a bicycle. Like, <laughs> you know? what the fuck? So anyway, um, so, you know, he's still coming up to the club and shit like that, right? And uh, there's there's two more big parts to the story. Um, but anyway, uh, he comes up there one day and he's talking to me or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it's like a Saturday night or some shit. You know, he's not driving. I don't ask... Because he was technically allowed to drive off base. Yeah, yeah. He was going to drive on base. Yeah, so I, I didn't really ask, You know, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer yeah. to, right? And um, so, but he was fine. I mean, he seemed normal and all this other stuff. Well, 
a co-worker of mine. This guy was like really cool. Became really good friends with him, man. A phenomenal photographer, artist. Shout out to D. If you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but um, his name was D, right? And D did not look the part, but he was just as gay as they come. <laughs> he didn't talk. Like, he didn't have any kind of, like, flamboyancy about him. Like So, like, hanging out with a guy, you would never know he was gay. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I mean, and he was uh, just kind of paid, like, a visual image. Like, I mean, he was, like, a shorter black guy, like, kind of. So regular looking dude. Yeah, kind of like, dressed like a G-unit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, or whatever, right? But just just totally into dudes, man. Like, 100%, right? So, it was kind of shocking because, like, you always expect, like, an iconic image with, like, a certain lifestyle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? like, Turns out he was fucking slamming his assholes. Like. <laughs> yeah. And so, anyway. No, uh, uh, Airman Abad is like talking to me or whatever, and then from across the like dance floor, I, I make eye contact with D. Now, to paint a picture of Abad, like, it's tight jeans, call cut up, super tight V neck shirt, a lot of hair gel, a lot of jewelry, probably got some makeup on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, degree, cool. you know? he wants to accent his eyes a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I, I look up, I see D. And it's like a shark smell blood in the water, dude. He is straight eye fucking this guy. Oh, dude. Because, like, Ibad was throwing off all the flares. All, all, like, all the signals. Even though he wasn't gay, but he was throwing off those, yeah. those vibes or whatever. I mean, this is, like, deep south, too, man. Like, this is Louisiana. Yeah, you don't, you don't see that shit. And uh, so he just, like, fucking making his way to the crowd. And he comes up and he's like, he's like, hey, Justin. He's like, who's your friend? And I was like, oh, D, this is uh, uh, this is Abad. Uh, Abad, this is D. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, hey, I didn't even think about it. And I was like, hey, okay, like, I got to I gotta go. I got to check some shit. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I kind of, I, I see from across the room, like, Abad's got his shirt up, and he's, like, flexing, and D's, like, rubbing his fucking abs <laughs> and shit, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. It clicks with me what the fuck is, like. Yeah, yeah. And then I get the backstory later that comes in a minute. So I, and so so Bob leaves and I don't, I don't see him for the rest of the night. I'm like, whatever, like cool. I don't see D because I only worked on the weekends. So we got I got a week, right? So Monday morning I come in and Ibad is like super quiet. And I'm like, oh, what happened? Right. <laughs> and he comes up to me and he's like, he's like, Sergeant Allen, he's like, he's like, I got a question I gotta ask you, man, like in private. I was like, sure, like what's going on? He was like, is D gay? And I was like, oh yeah, dude, he's gay as fuck. <laughs> and then he just flips out. He was like, dude, what the fuck? What? He's like, why the fuck wouldn't you tell me? He was like, you hooked old boy up with like this. I think he called her a fine piece of ass. He's like, you hooked me up with a dude. <laughs> I was like, well, first of all, I didn't do shit. <laughs> Second of all, stop being an asshole about it. And then I was like, what fucking happened, dude? And so like he just like wouldn't tell me. And I was like, all right, whatever. So like I get with D and D tells me. Was he limping? No, no, it, it, there, was, there, was no, there was no like sexual assault or anything like that by any means, dude. So I finally get, I get with D like, and I'm like, yo, man, like what, what the fuck went on? He was like, bro, he was like, that dude is gay. He just don't realize it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So D tells me the story. So Airman and Bob was like in a lot of shape. And at the time, like that bodybuilding magazine or whatever was having a competition to be a spokesperson for their company mm -hmm. for a few months. All you had to do was make a video, submit it online. If they liked it, they'd pick you up and you tour around with them and, yeah. you know, doing press conferences, whatever, opening shit for them. I don't know. I fucking know. So he needed to make this video. Well, I told you earlier, D was a phenomenal artist. Right? Mm -hmm. So he, uh, he 
He was good at vi- video and he was good like painting and sketching and all kinds of shit. So Ibad was like, oh, I can have you come film this for me. So and D was like, hell yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the next morning, Ibad signed D on the base, got D on the base, brought him back to his dorm room. Now, Ibad's dorm room literally was a collage of just men on the walls. Like it was it was all bodybuilders. It, it was like all these classic ones. Like he would cut out images. Okay. So um, it had like Arnold and Jay Cutler and all yeah. that. Okay. But I mean, it was like every square inch was covered with dudes and speedos so poor d walks in and he's like oh yeah this dude's gay as fuck yeah and there's like and there's a huge body size mirror and there's like two <laughs> floodlights and there's just weights where like like bob would just like lift weights and watch himself in the mirror and dude there's got to be all around there there was okay yeah there was all <laughs> oh yeah we're fucking getting, all's himself we're getting there <laughs> oh yeah dude so d was like hey man he was like no i was catching all these vibes or whatever and uh then like Ibad like gets down to like his like spandex and shit and then literally starts like rubbing baby oil like, all <laughs> over himself. And then D's like, I guess like taking pictures of him from all their yeah. friends. So I guess D made a pass at him and then like Ibad was like, no, no, like this is you're reading this all wrong. And I don't, I don't know how. How how are you how are you reading that wrong? You know, that's a I mean, okay, <laughs> if D would have been a straight dude, mm-hmm. he would have taken one step in that room and turned around and walked out. So I would have. Yeah. Like, you know? So but uh so anyway that was just like a funny like little tidbit of information or whatever but uh so like if boss starts getting in trouble like now they start hitting him with like paperwork and he's losing <laughs> ranks so his financial situation is getting, getting worse, worse and worse and worse right so he's got to get out of paying for this fucking car well he was an idiot he canceled his insurance like months prior because he couldn't afford it so he's driving his car and then he just literally just intentionally turns into a fire hydrant uninsured uninsured okay like completely like fucks up the front fender like the radiator all that shit right in an attempt to total the vehicle but there's no insurance without insurance so he's on the hook for paying that yeah and the fucked up part is he didn't even total the vehicle (laughs) so anyway so it just racked up a bunch of damage (laughs) and so then he had to pay even more money for a car that he couldn't even drive anymore (laughs) holy shit so his life's really going to shit at this fucking point, right? And like, I'm beyond. Like, he needed he, to call D back. Yeah, that was the only positive thing in his life. <laughs> just, just be honest with yourself, yeah. man. Uh, don't knock it till you try it, brother. Like, whatever, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So at this point, his life is like really going to shit, and I'm like beyond like caring at this point. Like, I have he's done to, fucked up too many times. Yeah, you know me. I'm like one of the nicest dudes you ever meet, man. Like, way nicer than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, but uh. Like, he, he's screwed up so many times, and he's caused so many issues for, like, the work environment. And like oh, yeah. Even me personally and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just done at this freaking point, right? And um, so, anyway, he, uh, like I said, man, like, his financials are just getting worse <laughs> and worse and worse. But, uh, um, so, anyway, he starts, like, drinking heavily, right? Because, you know, alcohol is a solution and oftentimes a cause of most life's problems. So Don't want to talk about it. Want to drink about it. <laughs> but uh so he comes out to my club i see him i had to actually give a statement of this i see him have like three beers but he leaves early he leaves at like 10 or 11 so from like 10 11 to like 6 a.m i don't know what the hell he does or whatever right like obviously because i'm working um well he doesn't have a car he doesn't have any transportation (laughs) so he decides to start walking on interstate 20 back to the base which is honestly like a 10 mile drive 
on an interstate that speed limit is like 75 miles. Yeah. A 20 ain't no joke. Yeah. And he's walking in the middle of the road. Right? <laughs> That's like, is I 20 is like a four lane, right? Or is it a six? Uh, it, ha- it has parts where it goes to four and then it has like some parts that get in the city. And like, I mean, it drops it, to two it's pretty stuff. big. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. a lot of drugs get run through there. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, um, he, uh, he's walking in the middle of the street, right? Well, <laughs> In no time, like the police show up, right? And like the state police, like a state, he like gets out and he's like, What are you doing, man? Like, get out of the road, dude, right? Like, you're gonna die. You're gonna hurt someone. Yeah, like you're yourself. a fucking moron. <laughs> and so he starts arguing with the police because that's always a great idea, right? Worked out well for him mm-hmm. last time. And then he stands on the fact that it's his constitutional right to walk wherever he wants and how this is America and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And right. a, but uh, fuck public safety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the cop was like, no, dude, you can't do this. Like, there's still other law. Like, yeah, you get out of the God. Just get out of the road, man. You know? And then Ibad just goes, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And pushes the cop in the chest, <laughs> which instantly becomes felony assault on a police officer. And at this point, like other cruisers have already showed up. Yeah. And dude, like six cops. I mean, they go Rodney King on his ass, dude. Like they beat the living <laughs> shit out of this dude <laughs> like fucking wailing on him oh man dude they they i mean they bounced his head off the fucking pavement dude in the middle of this fucking interstate dude <laughs> and so anyway he gets arrested obviously his picture this story is on the cover of our local newspaper there called Shreveport <laughs> times and it's his mugshot and it's like it's literally like Barstow Air Force Base, like Airmen, like it has like the whole title, like it's yeah, an embarrassment yeah. to like the entire like military, like Air Force there, like a whole yeah. community is like fuck. And um, so anyway, but his picture, dude, I mean, his entire side, I mean, it looked like it was so scraped and scratched up, like it literally looked like they grabbed his hair and they just shoved his head on the concrete and just scraped it back and <laughs> forth, you know, like dude. And um, I guess I guess he was like physically trying to fight him too and stuff like that, right? So anyway. He's in jail, and at this point, like all the leadership, like in the military, is like tired of his shit, right? Yeah. So there's a regulation. Like, no one wants to be associated with that <laughs> motherfucker anymore at that point. So there, there's a regulation, at least at the time, that no matter the circumstances, if a service member spends at least ten days confined, they are ineligible to reenlist, no matter what. So, like ten consecutive days. Yeah, ten consecutive days. So they uh, they just leave his ass in jail for fourteen days. <laughs> Not a single fucking person came and visited him. Like, anyone he worked they were like, fucking let him rot, dude. Like, like, I ain't fucking going down there. I don't want to get involved. And so I'm like, dude, like, man, you look at some serious. He finally gets out or whatever. Like, I think his parents, like, helped him out or whatever, get bailed out or whatnot. And I'm like, dude, you're looking at some serious charges or whatever. Well, someone he, his family knows or whatever, they contacted someone from the UCLA. Um, no, the, uh, not, not from the UCLA, the uh, American Civil Liberties Union or... God damn, what is it? ACLU. Yeah, the, the American Civil Liberties Union. It's like uh, all those, like, basically like a non-profit Like some, lawyers, some hate crime the, type shit. Yeah, all like, these lawyers work together to, like, really, like, you know, serve justice. For minority type yeah. shit. Well, just any anytime someone gets fucked over, like, hardcore by the legal system, right? Minority. <laughs> <laughs> so they get in there, and they review the tapes. And uh, one of the cops, turns out, was, like, a fucking Iraq war veteran, like, early Iraq, right, army infantry i think or some shit like that and <laughs> he took it a little too personal i don't know if he had a flashback i don't <laughs> know what but he drops the word because you gotta remember about pakistani descent right has the look 
Middle Eastern, drops the word sand input inward <laughs> as he's beating the shit out of him, all caught on camera. And they so, like body cams? Uh, I don't think at the time. Or like dash cams or something? Dash cams for sure. And, uh, and um, dude, this guy, I mean, if I got fucking lucky on this. So that lawyer takes that shit to the DA and was like, straight up, like, if you don't drop these charges, like, we're suing the fucking city. Be like, hate crime. And it, it was like, it was like a sizable amount they were going to sue for, man. Like, I mean, I think it was like well over a million dollars. And dude, instantly they dropped that fucking case. Fuck. Yeah, he walked away scot free or whatever. But yeah, they ended up. Uh, like, so once again, that is one lucky mother. He's he's dumb. He's as fucking dumb as he is lucky. Lucky as he is him, dumb. I like calling him fucking Teflon because nothing would stick to his ass. Shit. <laughs> <It was> like, yeah. <laughs> seriously, like some of the most impressive shit I've ever seen in my entire. If life. If you're gonna be dumb, you got to be lucky, I guess. Like yeah. fuck. <laughs> but uh, he ended up. Uh, they ended up like admin, like admin separating him. Right? They're like, we gotta get this dude out. Okay. And um, dude, he would just like show up to work sometimes and he would just be like fucked up like he'd be like at one point he was like foaming out the mouth what the fuck and his eyes were like dilated like all shit so i found out that 18 separate people independent of each other went and reported him to like our leadership for drug testing they were like this guy is visibly fucked up at work because we worked around a bunch of dangerous shit yeah like, like don't you, you do. don't want someone zonked out of their fucking mind <laughs> yeah. dealing with that kind of shit like <laughs> and uh they tested it. He passed. They, they, they started testing him like all the time. He passed every single time. And they, they chalked it up to the fact that he was taking so many supplements, like workout, like pre-workout shit that he was just jacked up on that shit like 24 fucking seven, dude. Jesus. Yeah. How bad is that going to be for your fucking heart, though? Yeah. Care. And your goddamn liver and yeah. kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, anyway, so they, they, they filed the paperwork and they're like, okay. And they give him the traditional, like, you have, like, I think it was, like, 180 days to out, yeah. out process to get your life together, you know, transition back to this. Get ready world. to get the fuck out of here. And he just like started telling everyone that he was just like, instead of coming to work, he's like, oh, I'm just going to start on all this. And he would just stay in his dorm room and he would just like sleep, I guess, and like lift weights and rub baby oil. And stuff. <laughs> I don't know, dude. And uh, stare at the pictures on his wall. Yeah. So it, like months go by. Like, we don't see, like, and I'm like talking to like my leader. I'm like, like, are we just not going to let him show up? And they were like, at this point, we do not care. They were like, as long as he's out processing and he's on the bait, like we don't give a shit. We'd rather yeah, be like, probably wouldn't have it. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to be around the motherfucker anyway. Yeah, dude. And so, uh, so anyway, they uh, eventually people start calling because <laughs> all the all the out process shit has timelines. You know, yeah, it's forty five days out. This sixty days. Yeah, out. so they're like, hey, this motherfucker needs to show up and do this. So he starts busting timelines, and people start calling like our commander directly. Yeah, right. And they they just lose their fucking shit, dude. And so I didn't even know this whole new program existed. It's not new. It's been around for a while, but it's called the rapid separation program. Dude, they gave me an outprocess. They, oh my God. Like I went out and I had a couple beers after work because I was like stressed out. And I got a phone call at like 8 PM from like my boss's boss. And he was like, you report to a bod's dorm room at 0700 in the morning. <laughs> you physically bring him and escort him to the commander's office. And I was like, what is going on? He was like, I can't tell you anymore. He was like, that's your duty location at 0700. Like, go get him. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I thought this dude like did some like crazy shit. <laughs> like, bring him in. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, like, we bring him in. They, they like officially serve him with his paperwork. And they were like, you're out. Like, now. They were like, out processed or not. Yes. You're fucking out of here. So it was like literally one sheet <clears> of paper that had 14 signatures that had to get on it. And like when you normally out process, it's like a hundred signatures. Yeah, it's a fucking stack. It's insane. It takes months to do. This took 
one day, one business day, dude. And like, we, we finally got him out there. And then like, I was like, like what, do, what do we do? They were like, you literally drive him off the base and you take his ID and you leave his ass there. Like, we don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> like just get his ass out of the gate and fuck him after that. <laughs> so like, um, you know, I, I took, I drive him, I drove him uh off of the base and i asked him I was, I was trying to be nice i was like man do you want to go to an airport do you want to go to a bus station do you want to go to a hotel yeah. do you have a friend's you house? got any like, fucking something. friends you dumbass like yeah. and so like he tells me he's like oh take me to this restaurant my friend works at he's gonna, yeah like i'm gonna stay with him or whatever <laughs> at so, the restaurant <laughs> yeah, so, so i drive to this fucking restaurant within my car and it's an indian restaurant and he's like go around back and we go around back to the loading dock and he's like, all right, we're going to put all my shit here. So we literally just like dump his bags <laughs> of shit like in this Indian restaurant. And his friend comes out. And I, I realize his friend's a fucking waiter. Like the owner doesn't know about this shit, doesn't know what the fuck is going on, none of this shit. Dude, his friend probably didn't know about it. He yeah. probably texted him and was like, hey, I'm on my way. Yeah. And then he walks out. He's like, I live here now. <laughs> and so like, I remember asking because I was with like our first sergeant like and shit. And I was like, man, is this illegal? And he was like, just do it. He was like, he wants to be here. He wants this shit done. Like just dump his shit. Like we're done with this shit, right? Cause they didn't want me going alone with him too. Like, yeah, he like freaked the fuck out. And, uh, dude, I'm driving away and I look and hidden behind the dumpster is that fucking Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the story of Airman and Bob, man. I know it's a long one, but it's, it's a, it's a hell of a fucking roller coaster, man. There's other little details. I wonder what that. that son of a bitch is doing now. I have no idea, but I started thinking like, you know how, like, uh, unless he, he could very well be in prison. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know how, like, uh, a lot of like uh like immigrants in this country like well really anywhere but like immigrants in general like they have like a lot of pride and like work ethic right yeah like, yeah do good be the best you can be right he was like, the opposite based, yeah <laughs> and then i just imagine like him going but like this is so embarrassing you know oh I mean? yeah I've, I've, his um, his parents were like you know your sister is a fucking doctor yeah and, and your brother's an architect and that he joined whenever he was 22 so he obviously hadn't done a fucking thing <laughs> up until that point and you know i bet his sister probably had a doctorate at fucking 24 so <laughs> yeah. she'd like god imagine that was your kid dude i just disowned his beat him before. senseless <laughs> well, i don't know the cops tried that that shit didn't work <laughs> it make me feel better <laughs> this isn't about you anymore <laughs> but yeah the cherry on top is like i had to go clean his dorm room because like, he just abandoned it like I, we, like we took a crew of people and stuff and so like for like an entire day i'm ripping down like pictures, pictures of, of like, naked dudes, naked dudes and mopping up the- mopping up oil and jizz stains all over the place <laughs> <laughs> i was like what the fuck is this like uh, i need a fucking hazmat suit yeah dude it's all white and oily <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Dumpster Diaries. Hopefully this has been entertaining. As always, I've been your host, Justin Allen. And I have been Moses Wartooth. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys next time.